Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football leagues with Nick Giacobbe and Nick Cap. From breakouts to busts, superstars to sleepers, these are the guys that will help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 27 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where we give you our predictions, our picks, with the hopes that we help you prevail throughout Week 4 and the rest of the 2022 Fantasy Football Season. I'm your host, Nick Giacobbe. Joining me is Nick Cap. Nick, we're into Week 4. Got some injuries, got some waiver wire players, got some guys that you should probably drop. It's going to be a good show. Absolutely. Our Tuesday show is always fun because it's short, it's sweet, it gets right to the point. It tells you all the information you, that you need to know to set your waivers uh, for Wednesday, every Wednesday. Um, waiver, wire, waiver Wire Wednesday, it's always a big deal here um, in fantasy land. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you so much. Uh, we do the show Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, available on all audio streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and everywhere else. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It really does help. If you'd rather watch the show instead of just listening to it, go to our YouTube channel, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Drop a like on this video on every other video we post. We'd appreciate all of that. We also do a fifth show every week. It's our live show Sundays, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We answer all of your fantasy questions for about an hour. We went an hour and a half this week, an hour and a half week one. Uh, so if you keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them 8.30 on. There's actually 9.30 football this week. So uh, join us at 8.30 and then go right into 9.30 football. Um, with that said, scheduling note, I live in Florida Florida is in the midst of a hurricane or something. I don't exactly know what it's going to be later on in the week. You're listening to the show on Tuesday. I'm currently still above water. Um, <laughs> I live in Orlando, so luckily I'm not in Tampa. But with that said, there may be a couple changes to the show later on in the week. Um, I don't know if I'll have power. We're still going to put something out for you. Uh, we just don't know exactly what could happen. So uh, scheduling might be a tiny bit different this week, but we'll, we will we will figure it out. You will get your fantasy advice from, from the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Uh, if you want to interact with us on social media, and please do, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram is Primetime Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Let's get into the news and some injury updates. Let's start off with Dalvin Cook. Um, according to head coach Kevin O'Connell, he was very sore. He's listed as day-to-day. And on top of that, this is an injury that apparently Cook knew about and was prepared to play with. It's like a torn something. I, I forget exactly what it was. I had it on yesterday's notes. But apparently he's supposed to be wearing this brace that allows them to, to play with it, and he wasn't wearing the brace on Sunday. I, I really wish that I was, you know, cued in on this injury before the season started or Devil Cook would not be on my fantasy team. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts on this situation? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Cook has not looked fantastic through three weeks. Um, he certainly didn't look like a 6th through 10th pick in your draft, which is where he was going. Um, you have to be a little disappointed in his production, and he, it doesn't sound like he's going to miss time, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be playing football at 100% either. So um, I'm a little worried, but Dalvin Cook is still Dalvin Cook. He's still a top 7 running back in the NFL in terms of talent. He's still top 10 in terms of fantasy production. Um, so – in terms of that, I'm not worried, but do I expect him to have those high ceiling, high boom, 40-point bombs that he tended to do from time to time? That that I don't think we're going to see much of this year as they look to limit his usage and get Madison more involved with the injury risk. 
I, I think for me, it's he hasn't looked bad so far, but he hasn't gotten the opportunities. Kevin O'Connell said it himself last week. And Delvin Cook had his best game yet last week. He had a touchdown, and he had like 90 yards or something like that. He, he fell just short of 100 yards. So, um, And he would have had a second touchdown if he stayed in the game because Madison got that one late in the game. Uh, so I just want to see where this goes, but I, I do feel a little bit blindsided, and I really wish I knew about this injury like a month ago. Another injured running back, DeAndre Swift, has a shoulder injury. He... I, I'll give Dan Campbell an apology here. And I did call him out yesterday. Um, probably, but, 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 but here's the thing. He had the shoulder injury. He got it at some point in the game, I think in the third quarter, it's not going to require surgery. Um, but it does sound like he's going to miss time. Dan Campbell alluded on Monday's press conference saying that, um, he could end up missing the next two weeks and go into the bye week to get healthy. That's fine. Um, I still don't know why Swift was in the game, especially late in the game blocking. Like I'm pretty sure I saw him blocking late in the game. Yeah. Um, so do I like that they use the Jamal Williams? No, I, like if Swift was injured, just pull him entirely. Don't have him block if he's got a shoulder injury. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, Dan Campbell. Um, so you're still a little bit on my hot seat. With that's with that said, I'm a DeAndre Swift owner in two leagues. I own zero shares of Jamal Williams. I kind of want him to sit these two weeks. I kind of want him to get super duper healthy. I kind of want to see what DeAndre Swift is like back at 100% in three weeks' time. Um, it'll suck the next two weeks. It will. It means you got to go pick somebody up off your waiver wire. You got to play a backup. It's going to suck if you're a DeAndre Swift owner uh, like myself. But with that said, it's not season ending. Um, he's not getting surgery. If they decide to rest him, I think that's the smart decision. Um, my only hope is that Jamal Williams doesn't assume the running back one role the rest of the season, which I don't think he will because they do love DeAndre Swift over there. But uh, what are your thoughts about this? So his next, so I wanted to look at the next two games. So next week they have Seattle, um, who, which would have been a slam dunk matchup. Yeah, who would have been great. Following week, he he would have had the, or he could potentially have the New England Patriots. Um, weren't great against the running back, but they tend to take away your best option, which I think is Amon Ra on that team. Um, so not a slam dunk, but would have been another nice game. And then they go into the bye week and they come out facing Dallas. So. If I had to guess, based off what Dan Campbell is saying, you're probably not going to see DeAndre Swift in your line until October 23rd. Um, that's that's not fun for someone that Nick and I were very, very high on going into the year. But but, but you know what? You know what's crazy? I actually drafted Swift this year, and every single um, thing that I knocked Swift for on this podcast last year is happening now that I drafted him. Uh, I said he was injury-prone, and he did get hurt a little bit last year. I think he missed two or three weeks. Um, mm -hmm. And I also stated that Jamal Williams would eat into his carries, and I drafted Jamal Williams in a couple leagues last year. Um, so we'll see what happens. Jamal Williams will, will be talked about in the next five minutes for sure. Um, Mac Jones may not be super duper fantasy relevant, but this injury will be talked about ankle injury. It's a severe high ankle sprain. It may need surgery. Really don't think he's playing this week against the Packers. I don't know who the backup quarterback is. Um, I see Patriots depth chart. I'm just going to look this up real quick. Cause I, I do like backup quarterbacks. I'm curious as to which, which bonehead they have. Brian, Brian, Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good backup. I like Brian Hoyer. That's a good one. Um, I don't, I don't really change my opinion on a lot of the Patriots skill position players. Jacoby Myers to me is still the only playable one. Maybe Damian Harris, if you really need a running back, like if you don't have DeAndre Swift and you need a running back, but I'm not itching to play any Pats or skill position players with or without Mac Jones. Yeah. I'm in complete agreement with you. I wasn't playing any Patriots anyway, and there's no way that Brian Hoy will be an upgrade over Mac Jones. So I'm still fading them just as much. Okay. Um, 
Joe Mixon tweaked his ankle in Sunday's game, but Zach Taylor said he should be playing Thursday. He just wanted to note that. Nothing to really talk about. Tuatanga Vailoa does not have a concussion, apparently. i shocked about that one. Apparently, it's not a concussion. He's got an ankle mm, injury. He was, I don't know he, about that. He, he, was, he was sore on Monday, and uh, I believe it was uh, head coach Mike McDaniel said that if they did practice today, he would not have practiced. We're unsure if he's going to play on Thursday night. Um our next show oh, sure. is going to be our next show is going to be Thursday morning, assuming the hurricane doesn't sweep me away. Uh, so hopefully we'll have an update for you on Thursday morning for your Thursday night football plays. Uh, those are all the injuries that we got right now. Uh, oh, and David Montgomery is day to day. That's that's all we got on David Montgomery so far. Moving on to the waiver wire. Got some guys you want to talk about some guys you may want to pick up um, and try to help you out with your with your injury situations and bye weeks that will come and stuff like that. First off, Jamal Williams, 44.3% owned in leagues. That means there's a chance he's available in, in your leagues if you're in a 10-man or a six-man bench or something like that. Um, so, Nick, uh, Jamal Williams, is he you know your number one waiver target this week? Uh, he's right up there. I mean, like we said, DeAndre Swift looks like he's going to miss one. At least, I would assume he at least misses this next slam dunk game against the, the full Seattle Seahawks rush defense. So, Oh, me, Jamal, Jamal Williams, he'll be on my boom team. He will be. That's yeah, a boom. Jamal Williams, if you are lucky enough to grab him, he is absolutely a must start. Um, I would go grab him probably number one on the waivers this week. Yep. Some other ones that we have here, I'm going to mention them and then we could talk about them. Alexander Madison owned in 37.1% of leagues. Khalil Herbert, I think he was the running back one on the week. He's He scored yep. 30 fantasy points, something that David Montgomery's never done in his fantasy career in, in standard PPR leagues. Uh, he's owned in 25 0.2% of leagues. If you need a quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback four in the week, is only 50.9% of leagues. His uh, wide receiver two, Zay Jones, is only 8.6% of leagues. Romeo Dobbs, Aaron Rodgers' new BFF forever, is only 16.1% of leagues. Joshua Palmer, owned in 36.3% of leagues. David Njoku, huge game on Thursday night, owned in 32.7% of leagues. Isaiah McKenzie, Bills wide receiver, owned in 14% of leagues. Greg Dortch, wide receiver two on the Cardinals, three straight solid weeks, and he was on our waiver wire targets last week, owned in 7.3% of leagues. Um, just, just one note here. Joshua Palmer uh, is a great start when, when Keenan Allen's not playing. And I was told by Adam Schefter that Keenan was like expected to play. Like it really wasn't in doubt. Um, I, I didn't know Keenan wasn't playing until the game started. Uh I don't know if you knew that. I know you have Keenan Allen on a team. Uh, yeah, I had I, to move him to the bench. I got the alert that he wasn't playing from fans. Yeah, I, I, I guess because I don't have Keenan Allen that I just didn't yeah. pay attention to it, but I, I missed that one. Uh, I would have liked to play. I would have played Joshua Palmer in my dynasty. League I, if, I was I really annoyed because Devontae Smith was someone I had to leave on my bench thinking Allen was going to play at the 4 o'clock game, and then I couldn't. Obviously, I couldn't move. Yeah, um, I, I've been saying all along that the hamstring. In, I've been saying all, all along the hamstring injuries worry me because they linger. But he got three practices in, and every note said he was going to play. So that, that was a weird mm -hmm. one. Um, anyway, so Nikki spoke about Jamal Williams. Who are some other guys you really like for the waiver wire this week? Out of this list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys. Um, to me, all ten of the guys that we said are absolutely rosterable at this point. Um, we're three weeks in. You, there's a lot of people that you will see cut. Um, a lot of guys drafted way earlier in the drafts that you probably didn't expect to be cut um, this early on in the year. But uh, I, I think all 10 of these guys, if you're in a 10-man league, these should be the first 10 picks off the waiver unless you're riding a defense. Um, with that being said, I do think Jamal Williams is the one that you will see 
play the most, and I do think he has the opportunity to not take over DeAndre Swift, but earn more of a 50-50 split in that backfield. So to me, Jamal Williams is the number one. Number two, I would take Khalil Herbert. I said it before the season started. Last year, Khalil Herbert looked like a more talented running back than David Montgomery. Khalil Herbert is first game where he really got to see all four quarters of football because of an early injury, 157 yards on the ground. Montgomery has never achieved that in his three, four-year career. So Khalil Herbert clearly still is talented. And then number three would be Alexander Madison. Madison has been consistently productive and as a backup running back. He is every time he stepped in for Dalvin Cook, he has performed and he didn't and he completely did so last week. So those would be my top three. Um, I don't know if you want to go deeper into yeah, it. Yeah, go go deeper, go top five, because I'm gonna do a top five as well. Okay. So those are the top three. Number four to me, Romeo Dobbs. Uh Rodgers needs to trust those wide receivers. Sammy Watkins steps down. He gives eight throws to Romeo Dobbs, and Romeo Dobbs comes down with eight and then scores a touchdown in it. I think you're going to see a lot more usage from him. We saw a lot of hype in preseason and training camp um, from Rodgers, from that coaching staff. And LaFleur is forcing him out on that field to go say, Aaron Rodgers, go find a way to trust this guy because this is a lot of talent at wide receiver. And my number five, Greg Dortch. I think he will be startable for the next two, maybe three weeks. AJ Green went down in the game. I don't know if he's going to be coming back. Um, I don't know the injury report on him, on the status on him. I'm sure we'll be able to update you. But if he's out, he's the wide receiver, too, on a highly productive uh, Cardinals offense. He saw three games uh, averaging 13 points. The floor was 11 points in any of those three. Up until DeAndre Hopkins is back, Greg Dortch is a very solid flex option. All right. I'm going to put some notes out here before I make my own top five. Um, I do love Joshua Palmer in dynasty leagues or keeper leagues. I don't love Joshua Palmer right now until I get some clarity. Well, I assume Keenan's going to be back next week or the week after. And, and the Chargers look horrendous with Justin Herbert playing with like two ribs in his stomach at the moment. Uh, so as much as I love Palmer, I think for redraft leagues where you're not keeping anybody, I, I wouldn't target Palmer. David Njoku, like he's had one good game out of three. He just seems like one of those flyer tight ends that had his boom week. Um, if he gets another week out of it, then I'll say I'm wrong. But I, I don't see David Njoku being a, a trustable option week in and week out. Isaiah McKenzie, he had a great game. And I've been high on McKenzie. I've said it since the the preseason, but I still think he's a wide receiver three on that team. And I don't really want wide receiver three. So I can get wide receiver twos. Uh, Same situation with Greg Dortch. I I, I think Nick is right on Greg Dortch. I think he's going to have a solid two or three weeks. If you played him in the first three weeks, you probably got some nice points out of him. When DeAndre Hopkins comes back, like he's back to being wide receiver three on a team that still has James Conner, Zach Ertz, and Kyler Murray. So at that point, I think he's droppable. Um, so if you need a guy, if you need to win next week and you need points, pick up Greg Dortch. But if you're playing for a season long play, I, I don't think he's grabbable. So let's go into my top five. Now. Um, I agree with Nick on one, two, three, and four Jamal, uh, uh Jamal Williams, uh, Khalil Herbert, Alexander Madison, running backs are scarce. Go get your running backs. Um, Romeo Dobbs. If somebody didn't draft them, I, I have him in three leagues. Um, go get Romeo Dobbs for number five. This is where I disagree. Um, I have Zay Jones. Uh, Zay Jones in two out of three games has amassed nine plus targets. The game he didn't, he only had four, uh, but that's okay. The Jags seem to be throwing a lot. Trevor Lawrence looks good. He's averaging about 260 passing yards a game. Um, I don't feel the threat of Marvin Jones. Christian Kirk is clearly the one, but I think Zay Jones could be a solid two. And he's a guy that I think I said last year was a little bit streamable at times. So with that said, um, Zay Jones is going to be my number five. Trevor Lawrence is a good pickup if you do need a quarterback, though. Okay, moving on to segment three. 
Final segment of this show, stash or trash. You got to make room on your bench for these waiver players. If you're going to go pick them up, who are you going to trash? We're going to tell you who you should trash. Um, the way that we do this is we look throughout ESPN leagues to see who's owned in 50, uh, in 50% of ESPN leagues or more. Um, to see if we can make some room on your rosters. Starting off with Darnell Mooney, three horrendous games. I think he has like a total of like 16 points on the season. Is he a trash at this point, Nick? He has 11 targets. Jalen Hurts, you thought you might get some more passing in another game where it's against the Texans, should have good passing volume. 17 passing attempts, same amount as it did in the monsoon. Coaching staff still doesn't trust him. There's no way you can trust Darnell Mooney at this point in your season. 11 targets through three weeks. If I took the name value alone, if I gave you the stats alone, he'd be owned in less than 3% of fantasy leagues. So it's time to cut him. I know it's hard, but you just got to do it. He's, he's his projection on ESPN is 4.3. I, I would cut him as well. I have him in a dynasty league with a 10 man bench. So I'm going to keep him for the sake of that. Cause I think he's still talented, yep. but if you're not in the dynasty league and if you're not in a, in a league that has a 10 man bench, I, I think he's very, very cuttable. What about Jarvis Landry? He exploded on the scene week one. Uh, hasn't done much since. And Olave has seemed to take over his wide receiver two two role. Uh, is he, is he a trash at this point? Yeah, it's time to let him go. We knew Olave at some point this year with how high of a draft capital they use on him was going to take him over. Just came a lot sooner than most people expected. You know, second week, Olave led the team in targets. Uh, Week three, led the team in targets. And Landry's clearly the three there. If we find out more about Michael Thomas and if he's going to miss some time, then, then it becomes another debate. But for right now, I think it's time to cut him. Okay. Um, Nick, just so you don't get thrown off, I'm actually editing the list to put our rookies at the bottom. Um, okay. Let's go to uh, let's go to Chase Claypool. I would cut him. I'm not – I was sold on all three wide receivers, but Claypool in each of the first three games has six targets. Um, max amount of yards he had in any of those games is 35. He's getting no red zone looks, which is where he's extremely talented, but this team does not get close enough to the red zone consistently. Um, for me to trust him, I think you can let go of Claypool now. I think he's keepable for like one or two more weeks, but the Steelers don't throw enough, and I'd love to see him with uh, Kenny Pickett in there because um, Kenny Pickett's going to be a different quarterback. Um, I do say Deontay Johnson is quarterback proof, but then who's the wide receiver two over there? I don't know. If you have a deeper bench, I say keep him, but if you could go out there and get Jamal Williams I would, and Claypool's your easiest cut, then I, I would go cut him. How about Raheem Mostert owned in 57% of leagues? I had to note that. So he's still out-touched um, Chase Edmonds, but Chase Edmonds saw the goal line work and did see two touchdowns in the game. So I know the number looks bad because he had 1.1 points, but when he's still getting the most touches as the RB1, I still wouldn't want to cut the RB1 on any Team fell really, especially. Is he an RB one? I don't think he's an RB one. I think it's just a touching him. And it was a tough game against Buffalo. Like it's not if he did this against the Giants or against the Jets or like one of those teams. Like that, then it's a different conversation. But he got shut down by the best defense in football. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna hold. He's projected one point one points on Thursday. Not projected. That's what he scored. I want another projection up. I'm sorry. Um. I don't know, man. He's, he's cuttable to me. He's I would hold running... him one more week. One he's more week. Run... See if... if he's still out snapping um, Chase Edmonds. I, I'm not saying to cut him just to cut him, but if you get one of these guys, he's very cuttable to me. Th- that I agree with. How about Robbie Anderson? 
I'm sending him. I'm sending him. Like he was never the wide receiver one on this team. That was never going to happen. It was an outlier game week one. Not a chance am I keeping this guy on my roster. I would cut him as well. How about Daryl Henderson? This is a fun one because week one, he looked solid. Last week, um, he found the touchdown, which kind of saved his week. And now this week, um, Cam Akers has taken 75% of the rushing attempts. I'm still not willing to cut him. That's still a top 10 offense in the NFL. It's a lot of workload, and even if you don't think he's the RB1 on the team, you drafted him late enough where he you expected him to be the handcuff to Cam Akers if he went down again. So you drafted him to be a handcuff, still hold him as your handcuff. I would also hold him, however, if your bench is really thin and you could get Jamal Williams, I, I would still cut him. So I, 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 think that, I think that Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert could, could have, have more value on the season than Daryl Henderson does. Christian Watson on the Packers. I don't even think he should be rostered. I don't know what his number is, but no. He was he was uh, hurt last this past week. I don't um, care he that he's hurt. Romeo Dobbs is a, Romeo Dobbs is above him, and so he, and so is Randall Cobb, and probably Sammy Watkins and too. Alan Lazard and Watkins when he gets back. Yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't want a wide receiver four on the Packers. This is an interesting one. DJ Moore, like Nick says, you take the name away. Oh, thank you for shaking, Russ. I'm sure that came up on the audio. <laughs> Uh, DJ Moore, he has looked uh, bad. Like is it bad? But that this is why I don't draft DJ Moore. Um, but is he cuttable? No, no. You drafted him in your top like five rounds. Like, I, I don't think he's cuttable. He's still the wide receiver so, one on that team. So here's what he cutting. has coming. I'm not, up. I'm not talking playing. I'm talking cuttable. You're sending here's, him to the waiver wire. Here's what he has coming up. Arizona next week, which is a very susceptible secondary. Then he goes San Francisco, Rams, Tampa Bay. The Rams stink at defending the pass. Uh, Atlanta, who has J- uh, what is it, JC Jackson back there, who's been very good. Not, Atlanta's not J- get, Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta. I forget who it is. I don't care who the top corner is. They're allowing two receivers to score double-digit fantasy points every week. Listen, I'm not saying cut him because you're trying this, to make this an is argument. The one where I would say there's name value there and talent, but. If, if you don't think he's on the brink of being cut, then you need to reevaluate because seven catches through three weeks, that's horrendous. Who would you cut him for? Would you rather have Greg Dortch for the rest of the season? Not Dortch, but I would take Romeo Dobbs over DJ Moore rest of the year. Uh, right? I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, though. If you if I have Dobbs in three leagues, if, if I got offered DJ Moore for Dobbs, I'd send Dobbs off in a heartbeat. I wouldn't do that. I've seen three years of DJ Moore scoring like 1,100 scrimmage yards. I know he's not off to a great start, but look at the defenses now he's going to face. Arizona. Go, go trade for him. Go trade for him. N- nobody's going to yeah. trade me. Nobody's going to trade him because he still hold on to the name value. People won't trade him. People are stingy with trades. They would ask me for like Damian Pierce back, and I wouldn't do that. Um, Julio Jones. This is a fun I one because he's I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't because he's coming back next week. Rostered in 70% of leagues, already seeing some of that injury problem. Um, and week one, he still only posted 11 fantasy points with three carries. Um, I'm not cutting him yet, but if I watch him miss, miss, miss one more game, I would I would cut him. Who do the Bucks have next week? I'm curious. I know they're not going to be playing in Tampa because of the hurricane. They are playing. Uh, they have the Chiefs. City. They have the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Um, this is going to be a big Bucks offensive game, I think. Um, Julio should have a nice game. Um, I lost my track on my, on my computer. Mike Gusecki. Um, I, I don't think he's just a flyer tight end to me. Like it's just, that's who he is. 
So I didn't even want to put Gasecki on this list. And then I see Mike Gasecki is still owned in 60% of leagues. And I think there's a very good argument to keep him because what you do want is a tight end on a top offense that's going to put up a lot of points. And Miami has proved in three games they're going to put up a lot of points to, no matter what defense is out there. Two with a concussion put up enough points to beat the Buffalo Bills. So I see the argument for it. But the tight end position looks kind of deep this year, and I'd rather take David Njoku rest of the year than Gisecki. I think Njoku and Gisecki's a coin flip, and you're going to have to flip that coin every week if you don't have a tight end you like. What about Kadarius Tony? I love the talent, but I, I'm going to hop off this train now. Um, getting hurt because of injury, wide receiver four, seeing so little snap share in the offense. As talented as he is, and Nick, you could speak more to Dynasty about keeping him, but I wouldn't trust playing him anymore. I keep him in Dynasty, but so far he's been hurt in two out of two years of his NFL career, and he's a wide receiver three or four on, on the Giants, who are not great. We're recording before Monday Night Football, so maybe the Giants are great, but I don't think the Giants are a great football team. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. 18 targets, less than 100 yards, only 10 catches. Same thing. You got to predict the production, not the name. Don't worry about Kansas City's offense. I, I think it's time to let go. Yep. I don't want any receiver over there besides Juju. Rashad Penny. This is a hard one because I don't want to cut Penny. I, I don't want to. I know the talent I saw at the end of last year. But I think Khalil Herbert, Alexander Madison, and Jamal Williams are three better running backs that I would rather have, um, maybe not rest of the year, but over the next few weeks. So if I could get one of those three, I would do it. If not, I would hold and on I, to I think it. I'm with you on that. The Seahawks office isn't going to score a lot of points. I know they didn't look terrible against Atlanta, but I don't think their line is good. I don't think, there's, I don't think they score a lot of points. So now we're going to move on to rookies. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I wouldn't keep at the moment either unless it was Dynasty. I would stash him one more week. Like I said, it's typically week three where you see your rookies, but the guy missed a week. So let's see if he does take over next week and then you can let him go. All right. The rest of these guys, but are if you rookies. could get one of those top three guys then then it's time. The rest of these guys are rookies. Traylon Burks. I, I'd be willing to let go. That Titans team is not going to pass the ball enough. I would hold them for one or two more weeks unless you can get one of these other guys. Uh, Jahan Dotson. I'd hold him. It's a one-off against, in my opinion, a top three team in football. Yeah, I'd hold him too. George Pickens. This is, the, I think, the biggest debate that I would have because that one catch is going to be the reason a lot of people hold on to him, and the talent is obviously there. I mean, he was open so much during that game. If you watched that Thursday night game, you saw Pickens wide open, throw, pretty much slamming his helmet on the floor, asking for the ball. Um but I'm not willing to cut him because I think Kenny Pickett takes over within the next few weeks. So I want to see what he looks like with Pickett before I'm willing to let go of that big of a talent. That's exactly where I'm at. I need to see what he's like with, with Pickett. Lastly, James Cook. Uh, Devin Singletary had like almost 100 yards receiving. Like I don't want a Bills running back. Not named Singletary yeah, on my team. It, I, I would cut him as well. All right. Hopefully we helped you guys out with your waiver wire, telling you some guys you could cut and some guys that you could add, and hopefully you get the waivers that you want. Remember to set your waivers tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you got to set them before like 3 a.m. or something like that in most leagues. Um, so hopefully you get the waiver players that you like. If you did enjoy this episode, if you're listening on Apple, please give us a five-star rating and a review. If you're on Spotify, please give us – I think they do ratings on Spotify as well. 
If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, drop a like, drop a positive comment. We'd appreciate all of that as well. If you want to keep listening to the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, we go throughout week four. The next time you'll hopefully hear from us will be Thursday, depending on my weather situation. Uh, we'll have a Thursday Night Football preview and injury updates. Friday, super mega show for week four, our boom and bust teams. And Sunday, our live show on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, getting ready for week four. Keep connecting with us on our social medias, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Primetime FF Pod, Facebook, YouTube, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Best of luck with your waiver wire. Don't forget to set them. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday.